Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 136 in Edmonton. Tonight, 5 o'clock Edmonton time. The Oilers and the Carolina Hurricanes. The best pizza in the city. Still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original pizza, uh, original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 48 plus years for Royal Pizza, where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Everything's real at Royal. It's old school, big boy pizza. Visit royalpizza.ca. Um, Cam Talbot starts for Edmonton. Andre Sekra will not play. Oscar Kleffbaum has gone home for a uh, procedure on his shoulder. Oilers a little bit banged up on the back end. Uh, we mentioned Cam Talbot. Our next guest will tell us what's shaken with the Carolina Hurricanes. What's interesting about our next guest, Trip Tracy, the longtime television color analyst, is he was one of two goaltenders drafted out of Harvard back in the 1993 draft by Jerry Melnick of the Philadelphia Flyers. Jerry, who has since passed on, uh, was a longtime Flyers scout. And uh, Speck was telling me uh, when he drafted Trip Tracy, I drafted a guy with a name like a movie star. Trip Tracy <laughs> joins us right now. Trip, how you doing? <laughs> I never knew that. I, 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 that's pretty funny. He, he also said, I, I, you know, we weren't sure if the guy could play, but we knew he had a great name. So there was Aaron Israel and you both drafted out of Harvard at that time? I knew I was in trouble when my backup went two rounds before me to the same team. <laughs> <laughs> True story. You know what's funny? Do you, do you know who is in between the two of you guys? Oh. He's from Edmonton. Paul Healy, out of the Prince Albert Raiders, played a, had a, a lengthy pro career, an uh, Edmonton guy, pretty good junior player uh, for PA, it kind of blossomed as a 19-year-old and had about a 40-goal, 90-point season. Um, cup of coffee with the the Flyers and the Maple Leafs and the Rangers. Even played for the Edmonton Roadrunners back in 0405. So there you go, small world. And oh, by the way, the guy that went uh, was the highest pick to the Flyers that year. Spent some time in Edmonton as well, and that was Yanni Ninema. So 
There you have it. There's all the there, and there's all these Edmonton Carolina trip uh, connections. You know, you got Bill I can Peters. Say there's another one. There's another one because you know what the Flyers should have been. You know, like not focusing on picking a guy with a name like a movie star because I I know Mike Greer won a pick or two after me, and God rest his soul, Pavel Dimitra did too. But so with Greer with another connection. Yeah, there you go. All in the '93 draft uh, trip. It, what's the old saying? Uh, I don't know if goaltending's everything in hockey, but if you don't have it, goaltending's everything in hockey. The Carolina Hurricanes trip give up the fewest amount of shots against in the league, 28.6. They are dead last, 8.92 save percentage. Um, there was an opportunity for Scott Darling. He's at 8.89 on the year. Obviously, he hasn't grabbed it. Uh, what has happened uh, down here? Is this a byproduct of how the team plays, or does he simply need to be better? Um, the biggest, you know, bullet point is that the goal that Scott, you know, if he's playing the way that they hoped he would, Bob, um, you know, I think the Hurricanes. I would say also too, if Jeff Skinner was scoring the way he did down the stretch last year, I'd say the Hurricanes are in a wild card spot. Um, you know, because the collateral damage of Darling just not playing well has been that, you know, the Hurricanes have been looking for a backup goaltender for the last several years. They found one. It's Cam Ward. And, you know, you look at, uh, you know, the, the game in October in Edmonton, uh, that was like one of those, you know, penciled-in starts for a backup goaltender. And Cam was super. And in his first four or five starts, you know, where he was in a back-to-back or, you know, where you think, okay, this is where your backup guy's going to play. His numbers were outstanding. So I really believe that if if Scott had assimilated to being a number one the way that, you know, Ron Francis had hoped he would, coming from the Chicago Blackhawks, that, that, that Ward would be a heck of a story. And I think then you'd be looking at extending Ward for another couple of years as your backup. And now optically, Cam might, you know, he might feel the brunt when I think he's actually had a pretty decent year. Of, of the fact that Darling just hasn't been able to do it because they, you know, I, I doubt that a new owner in Tom Dundon is going to buy out Darling with that much money left on the table. I'm just the announcer, but that would be my guess. And, and you know, but you can't bring back both goaltenders. So I really, I, I sort of feel badly for the Edmonton native that Cam is because I think he's done his job quite well. And he's had to, he's been asked to do more because Scott hasn't been able to do his job. Scott did win a game on Sunday. He's going to play against the Oilers tonight. Um, I mentioned Skinner. The one other thing I would say is that across the board, these young defensemen, I don't think, have taken a step forward consistently like they need to. Carolina's team defense, even with those, you know, the stingy shots on goal, you know, when you look at the high percentage shots, I, I think, I think what they've done in their own end, which became a staple, Bob, has come and gone a little bit. You know, I looked at a game at Edmonton, and gosh, if Jacob Slavin played on that level all year, Pesci really good too against Connor McDavid. You know, he might have been, he might be a Norris Trophy candidate. And I have such high expectations for him. He's still very good, even when it's mediocre for him. But I expect the world of those guys. Um, Hannafin still, I know he's out with a concussion now. He's had a tough time in his own end. Falk has just simply not progressed. Um, so that would, you know, that, it, all the factors uh, go into it, uh, Bob. But I would say that, that Darling not being able to take the step, any coach would tell you that, it, you know, he's as good as a starting goaltender. All right, new owner, uh, you mentioned Tom Dundon. Lots of rumors, uh, connections to the Dallas uh, hockey boys, including, you know, Dave Tippett and 
you know, different individuals that are prominent down in Dallas. Uh, now, we don't know what's going to happen. It sounds like the GM search is on hold right now. Um, and, you know, Dundon obviously has a connection to Mark Cuban. I'm going to ask you about one specific player, probably a player trip, Tracy, that I've asked you far too much about over the last several years. Justin Falk. You say he hasn't progressed. He's still 25 years of age, minus 85 in the last four years, but he is a power play guy. He has an ingredient. Is he a player, do you think, given that they've got Slavin, Pesci, uh, and Hannafin, as well as Bean and Fleury coming, that could be potentially in play this summer? Absolutely. I, I, I say yes. Um, you know, my, my only asterisk would be the fact that, you know, a couple of those guys that you hope are coming, uh, and you know them better than anybody, Bob, you know, because you're the, you know, the true Westerner, um, but they're lefties. So you're, you're looking yep. behind Slavin, you're looking at Hannafin, Flurry, Bean, um, you know, Bill Peters, you know, certainly for, for all the games that he's coached, he prefers, and I agree with him on this, uh, guys playing their natural side. So if you trade Falk, what do you have on the right side? I think, you know, Van Riemsdyk has been serviceable as a third-pair guy. You know, the, the word was that uh, that Trevor could come up and play in your top four with injuries or could play both sides very comfortably. No, he's a third-pairing guy on, on the team that you want. So you got Pesci. Um, you know, so then if you trade Falk, all of a sudden are you looking for, a, a, you know, a right-handed defenseman. With all of that being said, he just has not taken the steps in his career um, that I, I expect of him. Now, my exit meeting with Justin Falk would be, um, I don't fault you for working hard and putting on good weight, but I want you 15 to 20 pounds. I'd give him the same challenge that uh, Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake gave Andre Kobitar at the end of last year in a fast league to trim down because if you look and be quicker, it's not bad weight. It's just most of it's all muscle. But when you look at Falk a few years ago when, gosh, there was a stretch, Bob, where he was out playing Norris Trophy winners. I remember December of 2015, you know, Carlson, Dowdy, Keith, he was much. He was probably 15 to 20 pounds lighter, and he was quicker. Uh, so that would be my challenge for him. Uh, you know, whether he comes back as a hurricane, uh, still young, as you mentioned, or, you know, to try to, to get some more scoring up front, you know, you, you, you make a move. Obviously, he's, you know, been rumored, uh, whether it's uh, fake news or not, with the Edmonton Oilers for several years now. So, um, but that would, you know, for whoever he plays for, you'll get the best out of him if you look at his frame. Um, and, you know, he, he, he really um, gets quicker in the quick NHL in the offseason the way Kopitar did and has had a great year this year. Trip Tracy, a longtime Carolina Hurricanes television broadcaster, joining us. I know there's now Bob Starfer with you. Trip, we just saw Sasha Barkov, one of the great underrated players in the NHL. Is Sebastian Ajo in that same conversation? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I would say with regards to his competitive spirit, um, the fact that he seems to to be at his best and. I know, you know, it looks like Carolina won't be in the playoffs again, but it's not because of Ajo, because when the games are on the line, his production seems to be at his best, Bob, in third periods. Um, you know, they're making a move right now to get him in the middle of the ice. I, I hope that, uh, 
you know, that Billy Peters just sticks with him there, um, you know, for these remaining games, you know, because he's going to be a center at some point. Uh, and he's the type of, uh, uh, you know, of, of just, a, a, you know, a, a mature hockey player. You know, his father's the general manager of the, the, the Ulu franchise, uh, uh, you know, in, uh, in the Finnish Elite League in northern Finland. He just gets it. He just gets it. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Taravai who's coming along and really has had a breakout year this year. You know, I, I expected a bit, a little bit of a slower maturation because you know, Aho really comes from a hockey family. So if he needs to put on weight and get stronger to play in the middle, uh, you know, I think he'll do it. The only thing I'd say about you know, obviously Barkov, you're talking about a big body that can move. Uh, a true, I think, underrated superstar. Maybe you know that's not a stretch at this point. And if, if Florida were to get in the playoffs, or the fact that they're in playoff relevancy. You know, I agree with what Roberto Luongo said a few weeks ago. Why don't people, you know, it's Southern Florida, they don't talk about this guy. Ajo, if he continues to uh, improve, uh, I could see him as a candidate to be a captain of this team when he gets comfortable with English. Uh, you know, you, you know, Miko Koivu, you know, following that type of footstep. Um, his competitive spirit and fire is outstanding. I just need him, you know, I, I want to see him be one of these Hurricanes players that continually gets better. Because, Bob, you know this, you know, Carolina very, very well. I know we don't see each other anywhere near as much as we'd like to. But, you know, when's the last Hurricanes player that was drafted by Carolina, okay, whether it be first-rounders or second-rounders like Ajo that are already difference-makers, that continue to get better throughout their entire career as opposed to plateau and then maybe even digress? So, you know, and you could go all the way back to to Eric Stahl from that standpoint, thrilled that he's doing what he is in Minnesota. Um, I think Aho with his fire and, you know, again, his hockey foundation, um, I think he will be one of those guys that continually gets better. But, you know, I have to see it because, you know, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a trend here uh, with the Hurricanes. Should he do that in a different type of way? Yes, he could be a star player, um, you know, not with the big frame of Barkov, but uh, nonetheless, a, you know, a player that, you know, could be considered for, for all-star games and, uh, and a household name in this league. Well, I mean, you look at Rask and Lindholm, and there are a couple guys that are sort of in around, you know, 45 points. Yep. What's their ceiling? Those are, I think, the type of players you're talking about. Just to wrap up, I mean, is the coaching situation dependent upon what the owner ultimately decides to do in terms of the GM position? I, I just can't tell. Just because, um, you know, it's it, it, my my sense is that the reason that uh, that, that that Ronnie Francis um, was, you know, you know, I know he's the president of hockey operations, but you know, obviously, uh, that was a, a dismissal. Um, that I always, you know, assumed it just with my my sense that that was just a difference in personality between Tom Dundon yeah. and Ron Francis. They just beat to a different drum. Um, along those same lines, just in in my observations. Seems like Tom and Bill have a very good chemistry. Um, so, but when do you ever hire a general manager that doesn't have autonomy? Um, you know, over who his coach is going to be. Exactly. Uh, Tom has been quoted as saying, um, you know, it, that general manager will have a vote, but I will have a vote uh, in it as well. Uh, he and Tom seem to have good chemistry. Uh, it's 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 a type of thing. Billy's teams have been. Played with excellent structure, uh, Bob, but they just can't get over the hump. Um, and you know, so and it's and it's been with a considerable period of time. Um, so you know, if, if 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 he were to be dismissed, 
you know, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I, I think that he and, and, and Tom seemed to, in the early going, have very good chemistry, which, uh, you know, is certainly makes me think that, uh, you know, that Bill Peters, uh, you know, may be back behind the bench next year. Tripp, we're going to see you in about 45 minutes. Thanks for your time. Uh, you got it, and I'm sure your partner, because uh, he told us he'd be tuning in, just like the movie Splash, getting out of the show. So see Jack, too, if he's listening. Oh yeah, no, no. He's uh, he, he'll be wearing a special suit for tonight. Every time we come down to Carolina, thanks, Trip. All right, Bob. Take care. Quickly off to the Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel Limited's premier travel company for 38 years. They've got an Oilers Now road package to Europe this fall. It's almost sold out. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. March 20th, 1999. Trade deadline was later at that time. Matt Slingren and an eighth-round pick to the Islanders for Tommy Sallow. That one worked out for Edmonton. This Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, a great Oilers Now road trip to Sweden and Germany to see the Oilers play in Europe. Call now. Register at newwesttravel.com. We're going to get to about three minutes of a conversation with Derek Ryan coming up. Uh, Brendan Ulrich is going to take over the final ten minutes of the show. He will have tomorrow's show as I'll be in the air with the Oilers to Ottawa. I'll be rejoining you at 3.30 Edmonton time on uh, the City Ford Face-Off show. Until then, so long from Raleigh. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Greetings from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich guiding you home. Bob Stoffer on the bus as the Oilers and the Hurricanes get set to duke it out in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can hear that game right here tonight on 6.30 Ched at 5 o'clock, starting with the face-off show at 3.30. Let's get to an abbreviated conversation with former Golden Bear. He is in his third season with the Golden Bears right now, Derek Ryan, to wrap up Oilers now. Derek, uh, first of all, uh, good to see you again. Uh, give me a thought on how the season has gone uh, down here in Carolina. Good to see you too, Bob. Yeah, it's been alright. I think we had a little higher expectations expectations as a team is where we'd be in the standings at this point in the year, but um, we're continuing to grind away, and with 10 games left here, I think that we're just focusing on the task at hand, which is the game tonight against Edmonton and playing our best. Uh, you took a unique path to get to the National Hockey League, as we all know. Uh, has the novelty worn off for the opposition players? Were there times last year, you know, guys would say, hey, great to see you here, and has that kind of ended now that you're a full-time NHL player? Yeah, definitely a little bit different this year compared to last year had a lot of guys come up to me and say, you know, hey, congrats, I know your story, I know your path. Um, pretty cool, but this year it's been more just a, a normal day-by-day thing where I'm here every day and it's uh, become normal. So yeah, it's cool, it's nice to, it's surreal actually to be a normal day-to-day life in the NHL, but at the same time I, I try and keep that in perspective. When you were sitting there playing at the University of Alberta, did you think for a second, uh, even towards the end when you and Chad Glasson led the league of scoring three consecutive years in a row, did you think it was ever going to be feasible that you would get to this level? The NHL, no. 
that was never a thought. That was that was a foregone conclusion from the day I stepped on the campus. It was just about playing hockey, winning championships, and maybe having a professional career afterwards. And minor pro in North America, or more preferably in Europe, and that's kind of what the goal was for both Chad and myself and a few other guys. So, um, yeah, I definitely never thought I'd be in the NHL at that point. I don't think many guys, maybe it's changed now, but when I was there, I don't think any guys, any guys had that dream or that thought. That's Derek Ryan in conversation with Bob Stoffer. Thank you, Reed Wilkins, for correcting me. I did say that uh, Ryan is in his third season with the Bears. I meant to say in his third season with the Carolina Hurricanes as he gets set to uh, play against the Oilers tonight. You can hear more of that conversation uh, on the Faceoff show uh, with Reed Wilkins. Rob Brown will be along for the ride as well. And then at 5 o'clock, Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer will have the call. Game 3 of the Oilers four-game road trip. On Oilers Now tomorrow, I'll be in the big chair. I'll be joined by Craig Simpson. We'll likely do a WHL playoff preview as well. But tonight, the Oilers and the Hurricanes just around the corner here on 6.30. Chad, the face-off show at 3.30. First, we'll have an abbreviated edition of the afternoon news with Jalen I and Andrew Gross. So long from Oilers Now. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.